It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. A shot in the arm. One after another, a day that will live in history. I felt extremely lucky to be in this position. Then... COVID death mystery. Did country legend Charlie Pride catch the virus at the CMA Awards show? And diagnosis COVID for the TV anchor. I was absolutely floored. Plus uproar. We just got kicked off the flight because our two-year-old would not put on a mask. Freaking out, losing it, she was screaming. Then... Christmas Choir Shootout. What we've learned about the crazed gunman who opened fire at the largest cathedral in America. Everybody just jumped behind the car for cover. And the big boom. You heard a really loud bang, like it shook the entire house. Sounds like a sonic boom, but where is it coming from? And what the heck is it? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Kelby in for Deborah. It's official. The coronavirus vaccine roller has begun. And seeing an ICU nurse named Sandra become the first American to get the shot is being compared to one of the greatest days in American history, and rightfully so, if this marks the beginning of the end of COVID-19. One small shot in the arm, a giant dose of hope for America. America stopped as Sandra Lindsay, an ICU nurse at Long Island Jewish Hospital, became the first American to be officially vaccinated against COVID-19. 51-year-old Sandra, who became a grandmother during the pandemic, spoke to Inside Edition. I felt extremely lucky to be in this position, to be able to tell the world and people that look like me that are skeptics about taking vaccine in general, that it's safe, it's okay to take the vaccine. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was watching the historic moment on a remote link-up. This is the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's a long tunnel. Moments later, the president tweeted, first vaccine administered. Congratulations, USA. Congratulations, world. Sandra was given the shot at 9.22 a.m. Minutes later, a line of doctors and nurses were being vaccinated across the country. In Tampa, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, all across America, each jab in the arm giving strength and hope to the nation. Every morning I would wake up and I'm like, do I have a fever? Do I feel sick? Like, you didn't know if we were going to have it. To have this added protection is truly a gift. The vaccinations are a culmination of an operation being compared with America's greatest achievements, like the D-Day invasion of Europe in 1944 and the first landing on the moon in 1969. 
FedEx and UPS, rivals working together for the first time, rolled out the precious vaccine over the weekend on fleets of planes and an armada of trucks. This may be our finest hour, um, and I, I'm just so deeply proud of the role our team members have played. Meanwhile, in her first public appearance since her miscarriage, times. Meghan Markle spoke out on CNN's tribute to everyday heroes last night, and praising people who kept needy communities fed during the pandemic. In moments of crisis, the warmth of a meal can feel as comforting as a much needed hug. There's a long road ahead and many deaths are sure to come, but at least the vaccine is bringing hope that the pandemic will one day come to an end. And President Trump now says he and other government officials will wait their turn for the vaccine, reversing an earlier directive that raised eyebrows, declaring top people in Washington would be vaccinated early. There was uproar this weekend after it was announced that White House staff would be among the first Americans to get the COVID vaccine. We did see a lot of outrage growing overnight that after months of downplaying the threat and severity of this virus, that the president's staff would be among the first in the world to receive it. Why the White House staff first? Well, it's to ensure continuity of government. The idea is to inoculate those in roles at the highest level responsible for keeping the government functioning in a crisis. But today, President Trump reversed course and declared that he and his staff will not cut in line for the vaccine. He'll wait his turn like the rest of us. People working in the White House should receive the vaccine somewhat later in the program, he tweeted. I am not scheduled to take the vaccine, but look forward to doing so at the appropriate time. He stayed out of sight today as the Electoral College gathered in all 50 states. Many eyes were on the state of Georgia. Would the electors turn rogue and go for Trump? I am pleased to announce that Joseph R. Biden has received 16 votes for president of the United States. But there were no surprises, as one battleground state after another affirmed the will of the people. The result, 306 votes for Biden, 232 for Trump. Many prominent Republicans are urging Trump to accept the results for the good of the nation. I think in the long run, he's not helping himself or the country. Uh, America likes comebacks, but they don't like sore losers, and he is on the edge of looking like a sore loser. Meanwhile, First Lady Melania is busy planning for life after the White House, reportedly touring the prestigious Pinecrest School in Fort Lauderdale for her 14-year-old son, Barron. It's ranked the number one private school in Florida with an annual tuition of $35,000. And it's just a 40-minute drive from Mar-a-Lago. Now, the television anchor using her platform to inform people about what it's like to battle COVID-19. But the one thing she's baffled by is exactly how she caught it, since she thought she had been following all COVID guidelines. She spoke with Stephen Fabian. When Houston television anchor Melanie Lawson started feeling ill a few weeks ago, she figured the nagging cough was no big deal. COVID-19 didn't even cross her mind. I'm wearing my mask, washing my hands. Uh, I'm not around anybody who's been sick. So the KTRK-TV newswoman was completely floored when her doctor told her she had tested positive for the virus. Do you have this feeling like, man, I did everything right, 
How did this happen? I was blown away because I have to tell you, uh, I haven't been to a restaurant probably since March except to pick up food. I haven't been in a store. Uh, we, our church services are now online, so I haven't been to church. I thought I would be the last person to be exposed or certainly the last person to get sick. Like so many other Americans, Lawson's symptoms quickly got worse. I immediately self-quarantined. She opened up to viewers about her experience, worse. even sharing videos taken at home and the vitamins and medications she took to relieve the symptoms. I got headaches and I had body aches. And then the real kicker was when I lost my sense of taste and smell and suddenly everything tasted like cardboard. And also probably the most lingering sensation is exhaustion. You know, it's all you can do to just sort of get up and walk across the room. Interestingly, Lawson's doctor told her that wearing a mask may have saved her from an even worse case of COVID. Perhaps because I was so fascinated about wearing my mask, that may have helped uh, me not get as heavy a viral load as I might have otherwise. So I think there are a lot of advantages to that, not the least of which is you obviously keep other people from getting sick as well. Glad she's feeling better. Melanie also had this advice, know your body because COVID affects everyone differently. And the pandemic has taken another notable American too soon. Charlie Pride, who broke barriers as a black man in country music, has died. And some are questioning whether the CMA award show, which Pride appeared at two weeks ago, was safe. The CMA says they're not to blame. Megan Alexander has more. This live appearance at last month's CMA Awards contribute to country music legend Charlie Pride's death from COVID-19. That's what several prominent singers are wondering today after Pride was honored with the Lifetime Achievement Award. And all my fans, I want to say thank you. Marin Morris, who won Female Vocalist of the Year, tweeted, I don't want to jump to conclusions because no family statement has been made, but if this was a result of the CMAs being indoors, we should all be outraged. She later deleted the tweet, but not before Grammy winner Brandi Carlile added, whether that was the place he got it or not, they endangered him, and it easily could have been. It's quietly bothered me for weeks. The CMA Awards is now defending its show, saying everyone in attendance adhered to strict testing protocols. A spokesperson says Charlie Pride tested negative before and on show day. He also tested negative multiple times after returning home to Texas. Artist Jimmy Allen, who sang with Pride during his last performance at the CMAs, is mourning the loss. We definitely lost a legend, man. You know, for me, it feels like Superman died. Pride shot to fame amid the racial unrest of the 1960s and went on to reach number one on the country music charts 29 times. He became the first black member ever inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Since passing away on Saturday, there has been an outpouring of love for the country music trailblazer. Charlie, we will always love you, Dolly Parton posted on social media. Welcome everybody to the CMA Awards. Reba McIntyre, who hosted the CMA Awards, tweeted, Pride will always be remembered for his great music, wonderful personality, and his big heart. I spoke today exclusively with actor and musician Dennis Quaid, who is producing a feature film about Charlie Pride's life. People call him the Jackie Robinson of, of, of uh, country music. Charlie Pride was a great human being. He was a great singer. He was a human being who looked at the world not 
with our differences, but the, the way that we could come together. Three years ago, Charlie Pride was given a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Grammys. He will be missed. They were traveling to visit family when they were kicked off a plane, and the couple says they were booted because their two-year-old daughter would not put on her mask, and her parents couldn't believe what was happening. We just got kicked off the flight. She's the tearful mom who was booted from a plane after her two-year-old daughter just would not wear a mask. Elise Fulop had just boarded the United flight from Denver to Newark with her husband and daughter, Edeline. They were on their way to see the famous Rockefeller Center Christmas tree in New York. The first thing that the flight attendant said was, how old is she? Um, like as we walked on the plane and my husband was like, well, she's two. And then she said, she's going to have to wear a mask. And we kind of were like, okay, you know, uh, she's two. Do you want to try putting it on her? Her husband, Erhard, tries to put a mask on the toddler, but in true two-year-old fashion, she isn't having it. She was freaking out, losing it. She was screaming, and then she was crying, and she was just like, no way. That's when a crew member approached. We can't force her. She's literally holding it, and she's crying. You're going to do this to us? Yeah? Wow. All right, let's go. Earhart says they have flown United with their daughter four other times during the pandemic and never had an issue with her being maskless. There was just such a lack of communication and then also the inconsistency with the rules and the regulations. I think that's the part that's the most frustrating. This was obviously an extremely traumatizing experience. United says the health and safety of their employees and customers is their highest priority. They say anyone too and older on board must wear a mask. It started as an outdoor Christmas concert on the steps of the largest cathedral in the nation. Then it turned to terror as a man started shooting. It's terrifying video of a shooting rampage at a Christmas carol concert. Now, Stephen Wilson, the dad who shot the video, is speaking to Inside Edition today. He was shooting his gun, and everybody ran off the street and took cover. Hundreds of people had turned out for the concert on the steps of the Cathedral of St. John the Divine in New York. The Cathedral of St. John the Divine is said to be the largest Episcopal cathedral, not just in America, but in the entire world. Construction on it began way back in 1892, and it is still unfinished. But never in its long history has there been a violent event like the one that erupted here on Sunday. Spectators run for their lives. Others hit the ground. These terrified concert goers dive for cover behind a tree. The gunman wields a pistol in each hand. He fires at least 20 times into the air and yells, kill me. These friends take cover behind a lamppost. You can see a brave police officer race into harm's way. Then another officer does the same. The gunman shelters behind a marble pillar, but a cop's bullet to his head ends his rampage. They got him. When cops search the gunman's backpack, they say they found a can of gasoline and multiple knives. 
Police identified him today as 52-year-old Luis Vasquez. He has a lengthy criminal record, including an arrest for attempted murder. This was the worst thing that I've ever witnessed. Stephen Wilson was at the concert with his wife, young daughter, and pregnant sister-in-law. Our car is one car beyond that silver car right there. And thank goodness we had it because everybody just jumped behind the car for cover. It was just hide and preserve your life. Just terrifying. And we'll be right back. Next. The Big Boom. You heard a really loud thing, like it shook the entire house. Sounds like a sonic boom, but where is it coming from? And what the heck is it? Then, foam at sea, there's a dog somewhere in there. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. It's a loud boom driving one neighborhood crazy. Now the mystery is solved. Unexplained explosions, mysterious booms. A small town in New Jersey is literally left shaking. Calls flooded 911. I just heard a really loud bang, like it shook the entire house. It's almost blowing our houses off the foundation. It just sounds like it's a bomb dropped from a plane. It sounds like a sonic boom, but where is it coming from? And what the heck is it? It is like, what the hell was that? We came to the conclusion somebody was shooting a cannon out here. But now the mystery in the quaint town of Hamilton, New Jersey, has been solved. This homemade hail cannon is the culprit. Rob Bukowski constructed it in his garage. It's supposed to scare away birds from his crop of grapes. He also says the loud sound can change weather, stopping crop damaging hail. It shoots a ring of air at, uh, I guess, subsonic speeds and it creates a ripple in the atmosphere to stop rain from forming into hail, so it stops some damaged crops and things like that. What do you think about, you know, people who this is scaring them or disturbing them? You should come over and check it out and uh, see what it's about. Bukowski says he is within his rights to use the cannon and will keep doing so. But as a concession to his neighbors, he now gives them this warning signal. While we were there, the police paid a visit but then moved on. Neighbors are relieved that this case of unsolved mysteries is solved at last. Wow, when we come back, lost in a sea of foam. Check out this video. Days of heavy rains and winds turned up sea foam on the Gold Coast Beach in Australia. A woman was able to rescue her dog named Hazel, who got lost uh -huh. in that foamy water. That's one lucky pooch. Finally, choirs have been silenced during the pandemic, but the Rexburg Children's Choir in Idaho has brought 100 singers together, each filmed separately and digitally put together. Take a listen. sound beautiful and that's inside edition for today thanks for watching see you next time hey prime members you can listen to inside edition ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today or you can listen ad free with wondery plus in apple podcasts before you go tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.